Thank you for joining us for another powerful message from the teaching ministry of Destiny Church. We hope that you'll be challenged and stretched to grow through today's message. But most of all, we hope that you'll encounter the Father's love. If you're in the greater Mobile Bay area, please join us for our weekend worship celebration. Or if you're looking for a church family excited for a revival, please come join us in bringing heaven to earth. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) It's a good thing for us to be together this morning. The Spirit of the Lord is here. During the worship, the presence of God is so strong in the house. And I believe everybody could feel the presence of God literally. It's so amazing, so wonderful. I was just telling somebody, I I really never wanted the worship to stop. You know, we can go on and on and on because the presence of the Lord is so sweet. It's so sweet. It's so amazing. And... I want to thank God for opportunities to stand before you. Uh, to me, is a great honor anytime I have the chance to stand before you and minister God's word. And I want to really, really appreciate um, our spiritual father, our leader, our papa. You know, that's how I call him. Amen. For the opportunity to stand and minister God's word. Um, My bishop, Apostle Rive, is somebody I look up to so much for leadership, for mentorship, for instruction. And God has used this family to bless my life, to bless my family, to bless my ministry in Nigeria, in Africa. Uh, Destiny Church, we are proud of you. We are proud of what God has used you to do in Nigeria over the years. And uh, I'm standing here to convey the love of God from Africa to you all for whatever area God has used you to bless Africa. We are thankful, we are grateful, and we give God praise and um, they have been asking me, when is, when is Pastor Rife coming again? I said, well, I don't know, but <laughs> I have to find out. Amen. So, <laughs> hallelujah. So, we're looking forward to have Shay and Rive over again in Africa. We love these people. We love this man and this woman of God. And we want them, you know, to always come at least once in a year or two times a year, it's okay for us. <laughs> so it's been wonderful. And uh, the love of God we shared together and what really brought us together, we really thank the Lord God. I'm so excited this morning because um, last night when I was uh, soaking up my spirit in preparation for what God has for Destiny Church this morning, the Lord was really, really showing me lots and lots of things, and I'm so, so, so heavy in my spirit, heavy, positive, you know, heavy in my spirit like a woman about to deliver, you know, <laughs> like 
I have, I have really, really something. The Lord was, you know, fellowshipping with me until around uh, 3.30 a.m. this morning when the Lord said, okay, you can take your rest a little bit and then get ready uh, because today is that day that I'm going to pass through your mouth to minister to my people. So I'm so thankful to God for that. I never take it for granted, and I appreciate God for that privilege in Jesus' name. If you are ready for the blessing of God this morning, can I hear you say amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, are you ready? And what did he say? Are you ready? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's so awesome. It's a great time to be in God's presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit of God, thank you. Thank you for what you are doing this morning. Hallelujah. Can I have you bow your head and ask the Lord that I don't want to hear no man talk to me this morning. I want to hear the Holy Spirit directly from this. I just want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to hear from man. I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. I just want you to make that prayer and ask the Lord what you really want this morning. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord, ask the Lord, ask the Lord what you want him to do in your life this morning. Talk to him. He is right here. He is right here. The presence of the Lord is right here. The glory of the Lord is right here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. To follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, yes, no turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to talk about the priestly benediction. The priestly benediction. Let me say that again. The priestly benediction. The word benediction is not a big word, but it's a word that indicates blessing. That a priest, a pastor, the angel of the church, the set man in the house, or the saint prophet, or the saint apostle, 
The blessing that God put on his tongue to release upon his people. That's what benediction is all about. It's the release of God's blessing at the close of every service by the priest or a prophet, a pastor. The priestly benediction. That was what the Lord asked me. To release over this house this morning. He said release and deposit right here. The priestly benediction. And I want us to go into the scripture in Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6 I'm going to be reading from verse, um, from verse 24 to 27. The Bible says... The Lord, okay, let's read from verse 23. Speak unto Aaron and unto the sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee, the Lord keep thee, the Lord make his face shine upon thee, and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. And I will bless them. So in the days of Moses, during the Mosaic era, God spoke to Moses to give instruction to Aaron. Aaron was the high priest that was serving in the tabernacle in the wilderness. And so Aaron was holding the office of a priest. What we know today as pastors. What we know today as ministers in the house of God. And uh, Moses gave instruction from the Lord. It is a spiritual order from the Lord that tell Aaron, this is how he's going to bless my people anytime they congregate, anytime they gather together. Bless them. Bless them. Speak over them. Release the blessings upon them. Confess my blessings over them. Because without you saying it, I'm not going to be able to do it. You've got to give me permission to bless my people because I am a spirit. And before a spirit can function on the earth, he needs somebody to function through. So you've got to be, you know, give me permission to do what I need to do. So this is how you're going to be blessing my people. And from where we just read, God revealed to us that the benediction has seven layers, which I'm going to outline quickly for the purpose of our study this very morning. Amen. But before we go into the uh, outline of the seven layers of the priestly blessing, I want us to understand what benediction really means in detail. Here is my definition. Benediction means the prophetic blessing declared on God's people each time before the end of the meeting. 
benediction means is a divine order that keeps God's people connected to the divine flow of God's benevolence. That's really good. I love that. Amen. Now, the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. We know that the benediction is according to the mosaic order that he received from the Lord in the Old Testament. So the New Testament, where we are, is the fulfillment, all right, of the Old Testament. And the Lord says, speak over my people, that every benediction, blessings that have been released in the Old Testament shall be fulfilled in your life this morning. And if you believe that, your amen is your ascent. Say amen now. Amen. Whenever you say amen, you are saying, let it be. Yeah. You, are, you are giving an, you know, a kind of saying approval. That's what you're doing. Holy Spirit, thank you so much. The Lord said, there is somebody here. This is just coming directly from the throne room of heaven. The Lord said, there is somebody here. You are in the middle of taking a critical decision for your life and destiny. And you don't even know what's the best decision to take. I hear the Lord say, speak and tell, declare, and proclaim so that he that had ear to hear will hear and understand. God say, I should tell you, you are at the point of making important decision of your life and destiny. The Lord say, be still. And wait on me. Don't be a rush. Don't be in a rush. Don't be emotional. And don't take decision under pressure. He said, wait. Be still. I will open your eyes to understand why I'm taking you through this season of your life. It's all for your good. The best of you. We come out after this is over. That's the Holy Spirit speaking. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, seven layers of priestly benediction. I quickly outline it like this. God told Moses, tell Aaron that when you want to make pronouncement of benediction, Put it in this order. Number one, the Lord bless thee. Number two, the Lord keep thee. Number three, the Lord make his face shine upon you. Number four, the Lord be gracious to you. Number five, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Number six, the Lord give you peace. Number seven, May his name be your identity. These are the seven layers of priestly blessings. Let me run over it again. Number one, the Lord bless thee. 
Number two, he said, the Lord keep thee. Number three, the Lord be gracious unto thee. Number four, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Number five, number five, it said, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Number five, the Lord give you peace. That's number six. And number seven, the Lord may his name be your identity. Thank you, Father. And these are the seven layers of the priestly blessing. However, I will be able to do two this morning. Maybe the rest five can be next time when I come back. All right? If the Lord wanted it to be so. But let's just take two. The first two. Which is the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. A lot of people really want to know what the blessing of the Lord is all about. Because we misconstrue the true meaning of the blessing of the Lord. What we think are the blessings of the Lord are not really the blessing, but the byproduct of the blessing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Wealth is a byproduct of blessing. Riches is a byproduct of blessing. All right? Prosperity is a byproduct of the blessing of God. All of that are byproducts of God's blessing. Longevity uh, is a byproduct of God's blessing. All right? Promotion is a byproduct of God's blessing. Now, let's take a look at scripture. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Proverbs 10 verse 22. It says, the blessing of the Lord make it rich and does not add sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord is a manufacturer of wealth, of riches, of health, of promotion. So the blessing of the Lord is what make rich and do not add sorrow to it. And so the blessing of the Lord, we really want to talk about the blessing of the Lord this morning because everyone hearing the sound of my voice, you're going out loaded this morning with the blessing of the Lord. Whether the devil likes it or not, you cannot be stopped. You cannot be hindered. The blessing of the Lord is reaching out to you this morning. If you believe that, shout amen now. Mm. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and do not add sorrow with it. So the blessing itself should be separated from what it produces. All right? So all that we see today, house, car, blessings, material things, are the byproducts of the blessing. The blessing of the Lord is not tangible. It's spiritual. The blessing of the Lord is invisible. It comes through prophetic utterances. So the blessing of the Lord is not what you can see, a touch, or feel with your hand. It is, you know, intangible thing. So when it is released, it's a spiritual force that can create something. All right. So the blessing of the Lord 
can be defined as a potential dynamic energy that is upon a people that repels generational curses. That's the blessing of God. Once it comes upon you, I don't care how many curses flow through your family bloodline. It flushes all away. It flushes all away. So the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord is a potential dynamic energy that repels generational curses and attract wealth, health, riches, longevity, etc., etc. So the blessing of the Lord erases the bloodline curses. And I'm going to show you from the scripture. The blessing of the Lord wipes away, flushes, erases bloodline curses. So if you're really hungry for this blessing this morning, so get yourself in the right position in the realm of the spirit because the blessings are coming upon you and you cannot hold it back because it's coming like a spiritual force. It's coming to turn around your life. It's coming to open up everything in your favor. It's coming to... Oh, come on. It's coming to lift you to the next level. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Now we're going to look at the scripture to see how the blessing can erase bloodline curses. In Genesis chapter 49, Genesis chapter 49 from verse 3 to 5, we read about Jacob. Placing a curse on Reuben, his first son, because of what he did. Oh God. Jacob was about to go, was about to die. And he asked all his children to come together so that he can prophesy over them. And when he wanted to talk to Reuben, he said, Reuben, you are my first son. The excellency of dignity and my might, my power. You are my first son. But you will not prosper. That's what Jacob told Reuben. Another translation says, you will not excel. Another translation also put it in a clearer way. You will not progress. You're not going to see success. You're not going to see progress. You're not going to see. Why? What did Reuben do? And Jacob said, because... You went into my couch and defiled my bed. In other words, Reuben slept with his stepmother. And that was horrible. And because of that, a curse was pronounced on him by his father. And then from generation to generation, the curse began to affect Reuben and began to affect his children and began to affect his grandchildren. Down the bloodline, the curse was passed from generation to generation to generation until the blessing of the Lord, the benediction was released over Reuben by Moses. 
And that can be found in Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 6. In Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 6, Moses saw the predicament of Reuben. He saw the problem of Reuben and Moses decided by the spirit of the Lord to alter, to erase the curses that was passed down from generation of Reuben to generation of Reuben to generation of Reuben. And Moses stood up with the mantle of God and he made a benediction. He released a benediction. He released a blessing, the seven layers of blessing over Reuben. And that is found in Deuteronomy chapter 33 and verse 6. Moses said, Reuben, from now on, from now on, the curse is broken. He blessed Reuben. And he said, Reuben, from now on, you will not be losing your man again. You will not diminish again. You're going to prosper from now. You're going to excel from now. Because of what your great-grandfather did, this is the consequence. But from now, by the power of the blessing of the Lord, that generational curse was erased by the benediction. I am standing on this podium this morning to speak over somebody hearing the sound of my voice. I don't know what your grandfather, great-grandfather has done. I don't know what bloodline curse is after your life. I release the blessing of the Lord over you this morning and I pronounce to you this morning, the Lord bless you. Can you say amen to that? The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Destiny family. The Lord bless you. Destiny family. Come on. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Every curse in the generational line, every curse in the family bloodline is erased by the blessing of the Lord. If you believe that, shout yes. Yes. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Now, the blessing of the Lord is what we're talking about. What really is the blessing of the Lord? Is the erasing of generational curse. That is the blessing of the Lord. And now this blessing was poured into Abraham. If you want to know the detail of the blessing poured on Abraham, you can find out in Genesis chapter 12. From verse 1 down the line to verse 6, 7, and 8, you see the pouring of the blessing upon Abraham. All right? So when Abraham was old, he now passed the blessing to Isaac. He passed the blessing to Isaac. And where did he do that? He did that in Genesis 25. Take a look at it. Genesis 25. Yes, I really want us to read that Genesis 25. To see how Abraham transferred the blessing upon Isaac. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 25. All right. In verse 5, look at what he said in verse 5. And Abraham gave 
all that he had unto Isaac. In verse 6, he said, But unto the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts and sent them away from Isaac, his son, while he yet lived eastward unto the east country. This is really good. Now, look at what happened here. When Abraham was old, about to die, he transferred everything that God poured into him that made him Abraham. He transferred everything to Isaac. Why? Isaac was a promised son that came from the loin of Sarah. Sarah's name before they met God was Sarai. And the word Sarai means she looks like a princess. But after encounter with God, God changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. And Sarah means she is a princess. Sarai means she looks like a princess. You don't need to look like, but you are. Tell somebody you are. Tell somebody you are. And then this came to pass that Isaac was a promised child. And Isaac, Abraham transferred all the blessing into Isaac. Okay? Everything was handed over to Isaac. But to other children that were born by Hagar, by Keturah, this Keturah is the wife uh, Abraham got married to after Sarah died. You remember? Yes, so Keturah gave birth to about five children, and uh, Hagar had one son that is called Ishmael. Right. So altogether, maybe about six children. So Abraham gave them properties. He gave them houses. He gave them land. He gave them, you know, heads of people. He gave them a lot of gifts. But to Isaac, the Bible says he gave him just blessings. He gave him all that made him Abraham was transferred into Isaac. There's no record in the Bible where Abraham gave material things to Isaac. But guess what he did? He placed his hand on Isaac and said, Isaac, whatever made Abraham to be Abraham, I transferred all into you. And that's it. And that's what all that Isaac need to prosper in life. That's all he need for wealth. That's all. This is where we made mistake. We get all our time occupied pursuing material thing, thinking that that is the blessing and neglecting the house of God. And we forgot that the blessing of the Lord is intangible thing when you come into the house like this and you receive the prophetic blessing and God from the altar through his man that he set over the house and say you are blessed at any service guess what every other thing material will look for you and follow you but if you neglect the blessing 
and you begin to run around the whole of Mobile, you begin to run around the whole of Bowie County looking for one piece of dollar, you are going to really, really work so hard. All you need is not more money. All you need is not material thing. All you need is the prophetic benediction. And you have that each time you come to church. The man of God always say you are blessed. That word alone has seven ingredients. This very morning. <laughs> By the power of the Spirit of God that is moving over this house, I declare you are blessed. Yes. Isaac got the blessing. And in Genesis chapter 26, which is just one page after, he got the blessing in Genesis 25. And then one page, Genesis 26, when you read from verse 12, the Bible say, the man Isaac went to put into action the blessing that he got in Genesis 25. He went to do some farm. He plowed the ground. He began to cultivate agriculture. He began to cultivate farm. And the Bible say that the man Isaac prospered and planted and sowed in that year and reaped a hundredfold, a hundredfold return when you Carry the blessing of God. Whatever you do, it brings a hundredfold return. In the name of Jesus, from now on, I command a hundredfold return in your finances, a hundredfold return in your blessing, a hundredfold return in your businesses. That is the byproduct of the blessing of God. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. And can somebody say amen? The man Isaac, oh, this is good. In chapter 26, Genesis 26, verse 12. Look at what the Bible say. The Bible say, then Isaac sowed in the land because of the blessing that Abraham poured upon him from the Lord and received the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. And the man Isaac waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. The blessing of the Lord gave Isaac four dimension of upliftment. Four level of prosperity was what God gave to Isaac after his father Abraham blessed him. And that is found in verse 13. Isaac waxed great. That's because of the blessing of the Lord. Then number two, Isaac went forward. That is the blessing of the Lord that made that possible. Number three, Isaac grew. That is number three. And then number four, Isaac became very great. That's what the blessing of the Lord can do in your life. Number one, he will make you to wax great. Number two, he will make you to go forward. Number three, he will make you to grow. Number four, he will make you to become very great. 
Can I pray over you? I stretch forth my hand over you right now. Whatever make Abraham to be Abraham. Whatever make Jesus to fulfill his ministry and tax on the earth. All the blessing that accrue. The redemption blessing and the redemption benefits. I release it to your portion this morning. By the power of the Holy Spirit receive all those blessings. Let the blessing of the Lord light on you right now. Let the blessing of the Lord rest on you right now. Let the blessing of the Lord make you to become great. And let the blessing of the Lord make you to go forward. And let the blessing of the Lord make you to grow. Let the blessing of the Lord make you to wax great in the mighty name of Jesus. And you will say amen. Isaac now poured the blessing into Jacob and hand over the baton to Jacob. And how did it happen? Although the circumstances surrounding Jacob's blessing, that's for another day lesson. But however, he got it. Tell somebody he got it. He now poured it into Jacob. In Genesis 27 verse 27 to 30. Jacob got it from, from Isaac in Genesis 27. Look at verse 27. When I read through this and God began to show me the importance of the blessing, I now say, Lord, all I need in this life is not more money. All I need in this life is not human approval. All I need is just the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. In verse 27 of Genesis 27, and he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of the field which the Lord had blessed. Therefore, God gave thee of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve you. And nations bow down to you. Be Lord over the, your brethren. And let your mother's son bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curse you. And blessed be everyone that bless you. Look at verse 30. And it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob. And Jacob was yet scarce gone out. From the presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. Wow. The blessing of the Lord was poured into Jacob. And then Jacob carried the blessing to a point that he made a confession and said, God has blessed me more than my father, my grandfather. So Jacob was more blessed than Isaac. Jacob was more blessed than Abraham. Isaac was more blessed than Abraham. So as the blessing go down the line, it was greater and greater and greater. Guess what? After praying for you this morning, your children will be greater than you. If you don't like that, then you have a problem. Because your children supposed to be greater than you. You don't need to be richer than your children. 
they have to be richer than you. And that is how the blessing progresses. And that's how God ordained it to be. Say amen. amen. All right. So Jacob transferred the blessings over his 12 sons, except Reuben. He transferred his blessings over his 12 sons. He gathered all of them together and prophesied and transferred the blessings to them. So they were carrying the blessing from generation to generation. Therefore, the blessing of the Lord is transference. It can be transferred from generation to generation. The blessing of the Lord is transference. Write it down. Psalm 115 from verses 13 to 15. Psalm 115, 13 to 15, confirm that the blessing of the Lord is transference. Number two, the blessing of the Lord is irreversible. The blessing of the Lord is irreversible. Where is that at? Numbers chapter 23. Numbers 23 verse 20. (laughs) Balaam said... The Lord has blessed these people. And I have blessed and I cannot reverse it. These people are already blessed. You want me to curse them. I can't curse them because they are already blessed. And that's what I am doing. So I'm blessing them because they are blessed. And I cannot reverse whom God has blessed. From now on, as the blessings of God come over you, powers of darkness cannot put their curse on you anymore. (laughs) Nobody can reverse the blessing of God from your life. So the blessing of God over your life is irreversible. Say, I receive the blessing of the Lord. Say that again, I receive... The blessing of the Lord. Number three, the blessing of the Lord uh, is incorruptible. The blessing of the Lord is incorruptible. And the blessing of the Lord, number four, is progressive. The blessing of the Lord, it grows from generation to generation. It's progressive. Hmm. The blessing of the Lord is invisible. The blessing of the Lord make rich and do not add sorrow. From now on, I'm praying over you that the blessing of the Lord will rest upon you and your family in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. We're talking about the priestly benediction. And we are just treating the first praise. The Lord bless you. Then the second phrase, which I'm, that's where I'm going to end now. The second phrase is say, the Lord keep you. The Lord keep thee. The Lord keep thee. The word keep means protect. The Lord keep means preserve. The Lord keep means hide in the secret place. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 91, verse 1, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. 
When God keeps you, he hides you in his pavilion. When God keeps you, he hides you in the secret place. From the eyes of the enemies, from the eyes of devourers, from the eyes of witches and wizards, from the eyes of the powers of darkness, the Lord hide you. He keep you in the secret place. He protects you. He preserve you. As the eyes of the evil man and the occultic people, agents of darkness, are gazing, looking about to see who they are going to destroy. Guess what? The Lord keep you in his secret place. As arrows and the sword of wickedness is falling a lot of people and a thousand falling by your side, 10,000 falling by your right side, the Lord keep you in his secret place. The Lord Keep you and preserve you and watch over you in his secret place. Thank you, Father. In Psalm 27, verse 1, Psalm 27, verse 1 said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the enemy, even my foes, eaters of flesh, they come upon me to eat up my flesh, they fall down and they stumble and they fall on the ground. Why? Because the Lord keep me and he wash over me. He wash over my family. He wash over my business. He wash over the whole of my property. The Lord is my keeper. He keeps me from the, from the snares of the fowler. The Lord is my keeper. He wash over me. I pray for somebody this morning that from now till December, from now to 2023, the Lord wash over you as you cruise into the new year. Thank you, Father. When the adversary, the devil, according to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, 1 Peter 5 verse 8, the Bible says that be sober, be vigilant for the enemy, the adversary, the devil is going around like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. The Lord keep you. The Lord keep you. Keep you from the eyes of devourer. The Lord keep you from the eyes of the wicked man. Somebody ran to Jesus in Luke chapter 13. Luke 13 from verse 1 to 3. Somebody came to Jesus. He said, Jesus, I'm reporting to you right now that Pilate has killed a lot of people and used their blood for sacrifice. He brought the report to Jesus Christ and Jesus told them that, do you think it's because of the sin of those people that made Pilate to kill them and use their blood for sacrifice? Nay, Jesus said, it's not so. Unless you repent, you shall likewise perish, which means that there are Pilate spirit that is hovering over the place looking for whose blood they're going to use for sacrifice. But I tell you, the Lord keep you. The Lord wash over you. The Lord wash over your children. If you believe that, say, I receive that. Mm, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The Lord keep you. Hallelujah. Now, 
Here are some reasons why God has to keep you. Quickly. Here are some reasons why God want to keep you. Number one. The Lord has to keep you because you are his anointed. Psalm 105 verses 14 to 15. That's why he keeps you. Because you are his anointed. <laughs> Say with me. Say, I am the anointed of the Lord. If you believe you are, hear what the Bible says. In Psalm 105 verse 14 to 15, it says, and I quote, he said they were moving from city to city, from country to country, but he never allowed anybody to do them wrong. He rebuked kings for their sake and rebuked kingdoms for their sake, telling them, do not touch my anointed and do my prophet no harm. And so you are the anointed of the Lord and God is jealous of you and God is jealous of you. He do not want anybody to harm you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in Isaiah chapter 54, Isaiah 54, when you read verse 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn because you are his anointed. You are his anointed. Do not touch my anointed and do my prophet no harm. I don't know where you live. If you live in Mobile County, if you live in, um, in um, Bowen County, wherever you live, all over, you live in Luxley, you live in Robertsdale, or you live in Fairhope, I speak into the atmosphere. In the name of Jesus, let no man, let no man, let no devil, let no demon, let no satanic power come near your dwelling because you are the anointed of the Lord I command that the blood of Jesus become a bloodline round about your house I use the blood of Jesus to draw a line around about your house a line of protection a line of defense a line of protection a line of defense a line of protection as the mountains surround Jerusalem that's how the presence of the Lord surrounds you and your children forever as the mountains surround Jerusalem. The Lord wash over you forever. If you believe that, shout yes. yes. Paul said something, and that is really good. Number two reason, number two reason why God must keep you. Number two is you are the apple of his eyes. You are the apple of his eyes. Where is that in the Bible? Zechariah chapter 2. In Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 8. God say, you are the apple of my eyes. And what's the apple of the eye? The eyeball. You are my eyeball. So if anybody messes with you, they are messing with the apple of God's eyes. And I'm not sure God will just sit down and cross his leg and let the enemy, you know, pierce his eyeball. That's not going to happen. So they can't mess up with you. If the devil messes with you, you know what? He's going to get more than he expected. Why? Because you are the apple of his eyes. Number three reason why <laughs> the Lord must keep you jealously is because you are his treasure and investment. Yeah. You are God's treasure and God's investment. This is wonderful. 
In Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 20, verse 28, look at what the Bible says. Take heed to yourself and to all the flock which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. He bought you with his own blood. You are his investment. You, you, you are so expensive. Your price, your, it cost God the life of his only son to get you to where you are, to make you what you are. So God guides and watch over you jealously because you are his investment. You are his investment. Hallelujah. You are his investment. Thank you, Jesus. When God keeps you in his secret place, what kill other people cannot kill you. And that's why you survive coronavirus. Do you know a lot of people die? Do you know a lot of people were swingled out of this life? But God kept you. God washed over you. God preserved you. And you navigated through the coronavirus. And you are standing so strong today. Can somebody shout yes? You are so expensive. Your price is so expensive. What God used to buy you is so expensive. Money cannot buy you. Silver and gold cannot buy you. God invested the blood of his son to get you to himself. To get you to where you are. So you are the treasure of God. And where a man's treasure is, there shall his heart be also. That's why God's heart is after you and God's heart watches over you. He will never let any devil messes around you. That's why anytime the devil come around and trying to play some game around me, I look at him and laugh. I say, I wish you know who you are messing with. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to go into prayer time. And I'm telling you that God loves you so much. And he said, I should tell you, you are blessed. You are preserved. You are protected. His anointing of protection is all over you. When you drive... You're not alone driving. You know what he said? He gives his angels charge over you to wash you. So you always drive in company of angels. Mm, that sounds cool to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you are driving and you realize angels are around you, oh my goodness. Even in Nigeria, I don't fear no kidnapper. I don't fear no devil. I don't fear no Boko Haram. I don't fear no devil because I know who I am. I know, I know who I am. I, I walk in the company of angels. Amen? Amen? You remember I told you a story here some time ago on the 28th of um, September 28, 2015. I was 
coming from South Carolina to Pensacola. And my plane, the engine blew up. And we were in a critical situation. Amen. But the peace of God that passes understanding kept my mind. And I said, Lord, I have an assignment in eight miles tonight. I'm going to preach in Isaiah 61. <laughs> so if I die, who is going to do that? So I try to tell God some reasons why. <laughs> it was really, really rough. But God. But God. The plane landed. And we were all saved. We were all saved. Because he watched over me. For my sake, over 200 people's life were preserved. I know that God preserved that plane for my sake. I knew it. Amen. One of our church members was traveling. We're going to pray now. Was traveling. And I prayed with her. And she was traveling to another state. And on their way, they were accosted by armed people. They were armed robbers with AK-47. And they told the driver to stop. They wanted to rob them. The driver refused to stop. And they began to shoot at the vehicle. They were spraying the vehicle. And our sister was seated here and began to pray in the Holy Ghost. As she was praying in the Holy Ghost, the bullet killed somebody by her side. And God preserved her life. When they got to the near the, the closest police station and they came down, five people were dead in that same vehicle, in the bus. Five people died. But our sister, somebody seated close to her, was killed. But God preserved her life. Hear this. This season, God is washing over you. No evil shall come near your dwelling. Shall we rise up and say this prayer together? Say, Lord, I give you praise. I receive your word. I believe your word. I confess your word. And I receive the blessings into my life. I believe your word. I declare your word. Over my life. In Jesus name. I believe. I am blessed. I believe. I am healed. I believe. I am delivered. I believe. I'm set free. I believe. The blessing of God. Is over my life. I believe. I am free. From curses. Of bloodline. I am free. 
from curses of generation. I am free from family curses. From now on, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord is all over my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say, thank you, Lord, for giving me your blessing. Now, everyone here, put your two hands on your chest like this. I'm going to pray over you right now. I'm going to declare the blessing over you right now. In the name of Jesus. And when I mention any phrase of the blessing, just respond by saying amen. If you're ready, then let's go. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine over you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance on you. The Lord give you peace. The Lord make his name your identity. In the name of Jesus. Remain standing. The spirit of the Lord is here. The anointing of the Lord is here. Right now, the blessing of the Lord deal with every sickness in your body. I rebuke sugar diabetes. I rebuke high blood pressure. I rebuke cancer. Cancer of the tongue. Cancer of the liver. Cancer of the colon. Cancer of the kidney. I rebuke it right now. Whatever is called sickness and disease in your body, I rebuke it right now. Whoosh! In the name of Jesus, the blessing of the Lord, I release over you right now. It's done. From now on, you are a carrier of the blessing of the Lord. Wherever you go, your life begins to attract favor, wealth, riches, prosperity, glory of the Lord all over your life. Take it. As somebody here, you had chest pain. The Lord said, you are healed right now. I see somebody else, mm, you hurt in your head. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. 
Three people I'm seeing with back pain. It's hurting you so bad. Right now. The hand of the Lord is touching your back. Be healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Woo, Jesus. I'm seeing somebody with pains on your knees. The hand of the Lord is healing you right now. You're having trouble with your eyes. Blow vision. Your vision is blow. And you are asking the Lord, when are you going to do it? The Lord said he's going to do it right now. In the name of Jesus, I command the eyes to receive the anointing of God's word. Receive brightness of eyes. Oh, Jesus. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and does not add sorrow. Thank you, Jesus. You are blessed, highly favored, and all the seven layers of priestly benediction is now your covering in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. You could just uh, remain standing there where you are. Um, I didn't introduce um, Apostle Isaiah because he's been here so many times. For those of you who don't know him, uh, we partner with uh, God's Standard Bible Church in Nigeria. There's how many? 14? Because you've added. How many churches now? 14? 17. 17. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, so if you would like to sow into that ministry, please, you can give today uh, online or you can drop anything in the offering boxes. But listen, I, I would love for somebody to ask him, to beg him, to give me the notes to that whole series, <laughs> that whole message. Um, because I'm telling you, man, I took down uh, like five pages of notes because that's so rich. I like to, to try to be engaged visually with the, with the man of God when he's preaching, but man, I took down five pages of notes because it's so rich. If you didn't take uh, any notes down, man, I encourage you to go back, listen to this message. It'll be online shortly and uh, go through it because this is powerful. So many people misunderstand and they walk around thinking that, that they're cursed, you know, and, and they may be if they're not under the blood, but Man, we've got to live by this. This is powerful stuff. Um, I want to bless you as you leave. Um, and as, as you go today, don't forget some of the announcements and things. And our prayer team is going to be down front. Please, if you have anything that you'd like to come into physical and spiritual contact with someone, the prayer team, you can come now. And they'll be here waiting on you as we leave. I bless you today. This is how I bless you. I bless you today with just an incredible peace over your house. Like when you walk into your house, there's going to be a, a, a you're going to walk into your house. There's going to be such a, a pleasant, um, in my spirit, I smell it. 
it's a, it's a peace that you can smell. And when you walk into your house, there's going to be a smell about your house that you're going to smell it, and it's going to be the peace of God in your house. And one of you, spouse-wise, if you live by yourself, you'll know, but one of you, spouse-wise, will go, do you smell it? Do you smell the peace of the Lord? And over your time and fellowship with your family and friends today, you're going to have some incredible laugh. You're going to have some incredible laughs and laughter. In Jesus' name, I bless you. Hmm. Bear with me a moment. I hear the Lord saying that this week he wants to visit you. He wants to visit you. And he's saying, if you make yourself available for me this week, you'll have an encounter with the Lord like you haven't had in your lifetime before. The Lord is looking to visit with us this week. So, Lord, in front of all these people, my friends and family, I'm saying, God, I'm looking forward to visiting you this week and you visiting with me. Hmm. Hmm. I want you to go out of this place today. Listen, the Lord just said he wants to visit you. And it's not a normal visitation. It's a visit like you haven't had an encounter like that before. So what are you going to do with that? How are you going to... If the President of the United States, if he said he was going... Don't, don't, don't let... I, I don't want him to come see me. Listen, if the President of the United States, somebody of great importance, the President of the United States, his entire entourage, the Secret Service said they were coming to your house. How would you prepare for them? How would you prepare for them? Go think how you will prepare for your visitation with the Lord. And can I, can I tell you this? You need to write it down. How am I going? Because you'll walk out of here, and as soon as you walk out the door, the enemy is waiting to snatch away these words, these prophetic words. Write it down and let that be of prime importance to you. He who has ears to hear, let him hear.